Infinity Bros podcast, the only podcast that's perfectly balanced, as all things should be. My name is Isaac Edlin, I am your host today, and I have with me one very special Infinity Bro. He's special to me from the bottom of my heart. It's Zane Ellis. Zane, how are you doing today? Aren't you just starting this episode off just being all sweet and kind <laughs> see i like to start out episodes being nice unlike max he just likes to rip everybody to shreds so i gotta play like the the opposite bit right of max right whenever you gotta I host the you gotta try to balance things out just because you don't know exactly. you know what you're gonna get that's what we're all about here in the infinity rose podcast is balance so you know we're not gonna waste a whole lot of time chatting between uh Zane and I, although we do have things to chat about because um, Zane and I and several of the other Infinity Bros are going on a weekend trip to do some ice fishing this weekend. So we do have some things to talk about, but super excited. I know it is very exciting. I know you're all dying to know all about that fishing trip, but we're going to bypass that in lieu of of talking about Book of Boba Fett, the finale. And we're going to talk, kind of recap the season a little bit for you guys, and then talk about the finale that just dropped this morning, literally seven hours ago. So we're getting this one out early um, because it's what the people want. Exactly. And and they want Zane as well. I have heard that. You know, (laughs) I've I've heard that. Where where have you heard that? Uh, I have my sources. (laughs) <laughs> don't worry about it. Zane's sources. That's a book. Maybe maybe I don't want to read that book, actually. You know, I have sources. Now that I think about it. They're definitely real. They're not made up. <laughs> I, I promise. They're, they're not imaginary. All righty, then. Well, we'll I'll take your word for it. We'll trust your sources because I don't really want to dig deep into, into what your sources That's are. That's probably, probably <laughs> a good choice. <laughs> So, again, we are talking Book of Boba Fett. Zane and I had the pleasure of uh, reviewing Episodes 1 and 2 of Book of Boba Fett earlier. I believe that is Episode 101 of the Infinity Bros Podcast. Zane, I don't believe you've been on since we've had the heavy hitter episodes of 5 and 6. So why don't you tell us kind of just like your whole thoughts about this season coming into the finale. Like, I didn't know what to expect of what we were getting from Book of Boba Fett. So it was just like, you know, I was just kind of sitting here and taking it as it, you know, came at me. And like, well, whatever it throws, I have low expectations. So let's see what it's going to give. And those first couple episodes, yeah, you got a lot of lore, a lot of heavy, you know, story driven. And it was cool to see, but it wasn't really anything that necessarily was making you sit on the edge of your seat. You're like, it was solid, but it wasn't, anything spectacular and then yeah you, you hit that those middle couple episodes and they were like all right now we're gonna make sure everyone's paying attention now we're gonna just like come out of nowhere hit you with the sucker punch and then just like all right we're bringing the mandalorian in like we're bringing all this stuff back in we're ramping all this stuff up and you're just like again i had no expectations for what this show was coming into it other than you know book of boba fett and like i I think the opinion kind of began to shift to that maybe they're going to use these shows more of just connecting all of it together and it's less of a focus of maybe what the title is because you're going to just get so much other stuff popping up. But at the same time, it's also the book of Boba Fett. In every book, there's going to be chapters that aren't about the main character. And then, you know, there's going to be chapters where side characters steal the show. Not that Mandalorian's a side character, but especially seeing the finale, like, that. I mean, that wouldn't have worked without the Mandalorian. Like, everything they did in the earlier episodes was to get this finale. So, seeing it all now in retrospect, like, it works. But... And in the time of watching it, you were like, "What? What's what's the play here?" Yeah, yeah. And I think I mean we talked about you know those first couple episodes, and we really enjoyed all the lore because we're just giant Star Wars nerds. So, and I you know Jared I think was a little bit more on the side of like he w- didn't enjoy those first you know four episodes quite as much. Um, and 
I, to me, I liked how they were doing it. I liked kind of the slow build that they were doing with it. And then they just hard pivoted with episode five. Like, and as much as I loved episode five and six, like those were amazing episodes. Like both of those episodes were just fantastic. But as soon as we saw episode five, I was like, we're not getting back to what we were seeing in those first no, four episodes. No. Like we're, they hit the ground running in episode five. And I knew from that point on, I was like, we're all right, this is it. Then this is, we're just going to ride this crazy wave to the end of this show. It ended up being a little disjointed. And I was a little bummed by that because I, again, I was maybe one of the, you and I both maybe were on the side of like, we were enjoying where the direction it was going and it just kind of those big gigantic star Wars lore episodes in five and six just derailed the whole show <laughs> in a good way. Right. Like if that's possible, like they were fantastic and I absolutely love them, but man, they just <laughs> totally took you out of the whole vibe of book of Boba Fett. Right. So um, on the Infinity Rose podcast, we rank things uh, on a scale of zero to six. Um, we're going to put that bumper right here. Here on the Infinity Bros podcast, everything is ranked from a zero to six point scale. Zero meaning horrible and six meaning absolutely excellent. If all of the Infinity Bros rank something a six, it gets an infinity snap. So Zane, um, I know you had mentioned, I think we both actually rank ranked i think the first two episodes five out of six um what would you rate the rest of you know you can go episode to episode if you want you can rank it as a whole up to episode seven um go ahead and just like rank these episodes for me like where do they sit i still feel fairly because like you said like we're very much more into that lore so like i'm still confident on like the five out of six for those first ones that really the Boba Fett heavy and kind of with everything with the Tusken Raiders and all that stuff. But then, yeah, the dial just cranks up to six, especially for episodes five and six. Those episodes were just, just brilliant. And not in just from the aspect of the action. Like that's what, like if this is, that's what it felt like the future of what star Wars is where we're going. And it's just like, this right. is what I want to see. Yeah. Like this, this is the cool stuff. And then for me, Going into seven, um, I have some of the complaints, but with episode seven, I'm also just going to completely go the other way because of something that happens, which just hits right to my heart. So I'm going to say episode seven is a six out of six because it's... Wow. It's... Okay. It, I mean, we're not going to go into spoilers yet, but... Yeah, you're gonna know the reason why I give it a six out of six if you haven't figured it out already. I think I know what you're talking about because I think we, I think we discussed it pretty heavily actually in in our episode that we talked about. So we'll, we'll get into that in a bit. But I just want to pretty much reiterate everything that you're talking about. Like that's almost exactly how I would rank it. The first four episodes of Boba Fett I really enjoyed actually I liked the direction they were heading it was a little slow building and I was kind of like waiting to see how they were going to connect the dots and then they just were like we're not connecting them we're actually just not going to do that so <laughs> so but episodes five and six were so good and they gave us so much pure Star Wars that I you can't not rank them six out of six in my mind like if you're if you're a true star wars fan like i mean you know we're not like gatekeeping or anything if you absolutely did not like those episodes like you're absolutely entitled to your opinion no no you're not no you're not <laughs> no, no no actually wait wait a minute no, no, no. but like i don't i don't i honestly can't see how you don't like those episodes as a star wars fan because they just cram packed all this star wars lore into them and and they were just fantastic so um yeah i think i think we're on kind of the same page coming into this episode but um i will warn you like i've got <laughs> i've got a lot of mixed feelings after this finale oh so. no like i i don't disagree with that at all i'm just saying like there's the one big reason why i'm giving a six out of six because it's it's <laughs> like it's it's right up my alley and i was like i can't deviate from it so before yeah before we go any further 
Um, if you guys haven't watched episode seven of the book of Boba Fett, it is the finale of this show. Uh, you need to go watch it. It's, it's incredible how they closed this show out. Um, we'll put a spoiler warning right here. This is prepare yourself at infinity bros. Prepare yourself. Spoiler. Warning. And we've already spoiled, you know, the entire season up until this point if you guys uh, have not watched this episode hit pause on this podcast go back watch that episode and then come back because we are going to be talking all things episode seven and the future of star wars man we're going to get we're going to get deep in the weeds as mark and max like to say about uh, about star wars which is it's fun right to so we've been theorizing about marvel for for the past year, and really the only Star Wars content we got last year was Bad Batch, which was still fun and good, but like there's, there wasn't really any theorizing to be had because it was just like you just went along with the show and like watched it and it was enjoyable, it was fun, but you know we weren't speculating on what was going to happen next in the Bad right. Batch. You know that was just. It was just a fun, enjoyable show that we could kind of relax and watch. Nice little spinoff to the Clone Wars. So, um, but it feels like it's been a long time since we've been this excited about Star Wars, right? Um, like even back to probably Rise of Skywalker. Like, has it been that long? Like three years since we've gotten like crazy. Well, we well, got no, we, we got episode. We got that in we got, from the Mandalorian. We kind of had some of the speculation right. of what was going to happen. Yeah. But yeah, we outside of that. Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like we. I feel like the anticipation was huge for Mandalorian. Speculation maybe wasn't quite on that level. Like, I mean, we were like going nuts with all the Marvel stuff right. last year with Wandavision with you know loki all that stuff we were like what could happen like we had the the wall set up with all our red strings like all over the place right um i feel like that's happening with star wars right now and i haven't felt that way about star wars for a really long time like even in mandalorian i which i absolutely love um if you go back to our 2020 stan lee's it's unanimously won our best show of 2020 uh just universally loved across the board by the infinity bros um but i yeah just like that was another show that we kind of just like we the anticipation was there we really wanted to see what was happening next but we weren't like necessarily speculating what was going to happen next i don't think like there was maybe a little bit there but it wasn't quite as ramped up as i as i think things are getting right now that's fair well i think part of that too was just because we didn't know anywhere that the star wars universe could go from there whereas like a lot of what we had from the movies and everything with marvel like there was way more established they were like oh my goodness everyone has theories what can we do here you know what's going to be the aftermath from this whereas with star wars like we just had the movies and we're like all right we know there's a ton of stories to tell in the star wars universe but like i where do you go? And I think maybe that's what kind of killed some of the speculation on that. Cause it's just like, you could say anything you wanted to, like there was no clues, there was no hints, like it was completely open. And so I think at that point it was more of, all right, let's just see what happens. But now we're kind of getting those threads of kind of building that next, you know, series. Yeah. And I mean, really the, the Mandalorian just like busted open those doors um, towards you know, the stories that we haven't heard of in the Star Wars universe now. Like, now they can do whatever they want and just throw it on Disney+, Plus, just like all the Marvel shows that we've been getting. Um, and we are going to get a taste of that later this year with uh, with Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be coming out in May. Uh, we got Andor coming out early or ne- later this year and then the ahsoka show i think is supposed to be coming out this year as well so we have like three more live action star wars shows that are potentially coming out this year in 2022 so we are eating well as star <laughs> wars fans it is it is wild so so we got all the string up on the board here um episode seven let's just dive right in so we've we've done all the 
backstory of Boba Fett. We got a little bit of his like history of how he ended up on Tatooine and in this position. Um, he's uh, basically assembling this squad to fight the Pike Syndicate um, and get rid of the spice trade on Tatooine. And he assembles a pretty like legit squad. Like he's got uh Kersentan, uh which that was a sweet reveal way back in whatever it was, episode three. Um, he's got th- this is the only one that really didn't do it for me. The biker gang just has not the gall darn mod squad. Like, no. The moped, the moped biker gang. Like, I, I right away I was like okay, like, it's kind of lame, but, like, whatever. Like, it's Star Wars. Like, you know, we can we can be a little cheesy in Star Wars. And this episode, they just, gosh, they were so lame. That is the one thing that, like, makes me just want to drag this episode down more. And, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I would, like, with what happens in that episode, like, part of me was, like, rooting that they would just get wiped out. And we wouldn't have to deal with them anymore. So I was like, these yeah, guys would... suck. Like, and the chick like has this blaster rifle that's literally as big as her finger. Like her finger gun right. was about the same size as the blaster pistol. I was like, well, like okay, if you're gonna if you're gonna throw a random character at us in Star Wars, make them cool. These guys weren't cool. They weren't cool at all. They weren't cool. And they didn't they didn't make me excited to see them on screen next at all. So that was the part that I was like, oh man, come on. So they're part of his crew. And they're like apparently they're legit. Like, cause they were like fighting uh Kersentan back with Boba, you know, at the palace. So apparently they can fight. Which is just dumb. It's like, how how are these guys fighting? Just like, oh, yeah, we're just hanging out in these back alleys in our fancy scooters. We got, there's, we got these cool prosthetics that we modded ourselves with. Right. It's just like, <laughs> oh, okay, I. but you're going to just take down Kersitan and like, oh, we're going to have a... Like, you guys just are terrible. Right. I think there's a place for them in this show, but they definitely way overemphasized them. In this episode especially, but, like, in this show in general. Well, like, I understood the aspect of using them kind of as, like, your city. As Boba using them as, like, the spies. Kind of like the feelers in the city. Like, that made sense. And the the whole modding thing, like, is kind of cool. Because, like, they saved Fennec Shand. And, you know, obviously, spoilers for the post-credit scene. They're going to save Cobb Vanth as well. um, Because he got gunned down by Cad Bane in episode six and which is kind of weird. I thought he was going to be come back just like in a sling because he literally got shot in the shoulder. So I don't really understand why he's like in a back to tank and like dead. He's not dead, but I don't understand why he was Uh, so Isaac. It's Star Wars. So taken down. It's Star Wars. No (laughs) one's ever really dead. Oh, yeah, that's true. That's true. But like it just seemed like the the other guy that he his deputy or whatever got like six shots in the chest. Yeah, but no one cares about him. <laughs> just he's, lit up. He's the deputy. Well, nobody cares no about him. Yeah, that's why that he dead. That's why he's really dead because nobody cares about him. But and I fully expected Cobb Vanth to come back, but I thought he was going to be like actually play a part in this in this episode um, instead of you know being dead per se and then showing up in the post credit scene that they're going to, you know, mod him and save him or whatever. So anyways, I thought the modding thing was kind of cool, but like, yeah, using them as your army, just, it took your coolness level down a couple notches and Boba, I mean, Boba's cool. And it just, I don't know. It didn't mesh, man. He trusted them way too much with, with, being his like squad or and whatever and seemingly for no reason like it just and and so mando comes back mando's on the squad he he goes and recruits Cobb vanth and the um people of freetown you know and they come and kind of save the day and stuff like that um you know instead of those guys the moped biker gang why didn't you recruit like maybe one or two um 
more bounty hunters. Like, I'm sure everybody would love to see Bosk show up at some point. Like, that would have been sweet. Like, um, you know, some of these other guys that we've seen in other Star Wars lore would have been cool to see. Well, I can understand the aspect of not wanting full, like, oh, hire other bounty hunters because bounty hunters... You know, allegiance technically is just to the coin. Like, I understood the point of wanting... And that makes sense, but th- I feel like bounty hunters have a a little bit of a um, coalition, like, understanding, like, hey, like, we're bounty hunters, so we kind of look out for each other a little bit. Not like, you know, it's not like we're best buds Well, or that's fair, like but that. I also think a lot of that was, like, that's kind of how Jabba ran stuff of just bounty hunters, whereas I think Bobo wanted more of, like, hey, this is your land, protect it. So I think that's kind of more the aspect of wanting the locals kind of to do it. But then it's like yeah. he picked locals that are literally come off as outsiders already. Yeah. And it's just yeah, like right. I I it, like it they're locals, quote unquote, but you watch that show, like if you didn't see their origin, you would have never guessed they were from Tatooine. You would have never guessed they were from that city. Like they don't fit you, in. You would definitely think you'd from the underworld of Coruscant or right. something. Like you would that. never get that they were locals to that area, which just kind of is jarring and doesn't really fit. Yeah, they were just kind of out of place a little bit. Yeah, definitely. So yeah, he gets this crew assembled together, and basically, this is the showdown. Um, they're the Pike syndicate is going to basically take them out to take over their territory. Um, and that was kind of like, I, I don't know, man, I have, again, I have qualms with this whole show with how they treated the first four episodes and then just completely pivoting. Cause I really wanted, um, Boba's flashbacks to kind of connect somehow. And really the only thing we're getting is the Pike syndicate is like the only connection between his past and, and his present, like what's going on right now. And that just, it didn't do it for me. I, I was kind of bummed about how they wrapped that whole thing up, but you know, like, again, it's, it's star Wars. We're getting a ton of really cool references. So it didn't like drag the show down for me completely, but I wanted to see a more cohesive um, direction. And we just didn't see. Well, I think like we had that with the syndicate, but I think it it was not as much on the nose or as brought with it. But like we also got more of that insight on Boba with Cad Bane, which it's kind of its own thing because like you don't understand that. Like if you haven't watched Clone Wars, like you miss so much of the stuff about Cad Bane, who he is, the relationship he has with Boba, like all of everything that happens and comes to a head in episode seven, like all that's completely lost on anyone who's never watched Clone Wars before. Or it's just, they just think, oh, it's just to write another bad guy. If you have not watched Clone Wars or Rebels, you need to like stop this episode right now and go start watching that because And, you know, I've told uh, several people on on Twitter this. The first few seasons of Clone Wars are a bit of a slog to get through. Because they didn't really have a direction until you get kind of going in the third or fourth season. And that's where it really picks up. Well, it also fits with what we like. Those first few, like, it's lore heavy. That's why it kind of gets to be a bit of a slog. Right. And it's important to watch those episodes because it gives you context for the rest of the show. Like if you don't watch those first few seasons, you're going to start out lost already in Clone Wars. So you need to watch them. But it is like a lot of people, I feel like, start watching them and they're like, is this it? Like, is this as good as it gets? And no, it's not. It gets much better. So keep watching them. Cad Bane, we, I'm Zane, we called this. We right, called right. that Cad Bane was going to show up, and they have like three showdowns. Like, it's so wild. Like, it was, oh man, that was, that was one of my favorite parts of this episode was the Boba Fett Cad Bane second showdown where oh, they actually fight. Oh, that was, that whoa. was sweet. Man, that was so okay, cool. Okay, so am I correct in saying that that, that was that the thing that brought up the episode for you? Was that like your favorite part? No, or well, that was, was definitely definitely up there. It's it's not my favorite part, okay. but 
that was like that's that's right up by the top because that was so cool. Like yeah, that's that what was awesome. So every that's what you wanted to see. Like we want this exactly. showdown. Exactly. We wanted to see the showdown and I I I was torn when I finally watched this scene because I kind of I kind of had an inkling that Cad Bane might die. I didn't want that to happen, but he did. So Boba takes him down and it, after a pretty good fight, by the way. That was a that was a good fight, and this season has not been great for action. I I I it, the action had like in comparison to the Mandalorian, the action hasn't been that great. Like it's been fine, and it's still Star Wars, uh, but it just doesn't it doesn't match up to the Mandalorian's like sick action. I feel well, like. I- I feel like a lot of this too, especially when you bring in Cad Bane, a lot of, a lot of this stuff, I feel like book of Boba Fett has way more of, Hey, we're going to hit some of this nostalgia. We're going to give some of this stuff that like these fans of clone wars and, and the comics and stuff, like this is going to be not necessarily a swan song to that, but like, we're going to give you guys more of this is what you guys want to see. And it's the same with like the Cad Bane stuff. Like I, I'm torn on both ways on that too. Cause I'm like, oh man, it sucks that they killed him. Then of course, part of me is also like, well, Boba Fett also shot him in the head and he survived. So maybe they could <laughs> yeah. just be like, oh, he, he somehow survived. Um, yeah. Also. But- so I'm like, I was like a little curious after, after this episode and I did some digging. Cad Bane is 71 years old in this show. He's old. Well, that's why like Boba even says that to him about, uh, yeah, like, you're an old man. Right. Like, and that's, it, it showed on that, and that's why part of me, too, is just like, okay, it makes sense to kill him where they did, to have that fight. It also makes sense of everything from the Clone Wars, that that was the fitting right. end, that Boba yeah. finally over... Like, that mm-hmm. was the fitting... Like, and if you were going to do it and act, kill it and Cad Bane remains dead, that's the way it needs to be done, and that's how they did it. So I, I can't one complain. Of the, one of the greatest, like, callbacks is that Cad Bane, um, I believe it's... When he is facing the Bad Batch in episode or in season, gosh, is it season seven of? No, it's probably in actually Bad Batch. Yeah, he's like once you've once you've beaten a clone and you know the clone, like they're easy to take down. So it's almost poetic that Boba Fett, a clone, is the end of Boba Fett or is the end of Cad Bane. Like that's that was pretty. But cool. that's also a, another tie-in which the. F- Floney's genius or even Favreau's of yeah that was Cad Bane's whole thing once you know how to take down a clone it's easy because it's always do the same thing well they have this whole fight he exhausts all his resources what does Boba Fett end up beating Cad Bane with mm-hmm. the stick that he learned from the Tusken Raiders like Boba right. Fett's a clone but he learned something new but, yeah and that's what exactly. Cad Bane didn't expect and like mm-hmm. the, like yeah. and that was kind of that the whole showing of like people change and like that, even that conversation as Cad Bane's there, like trying to aim, ready to aim up the shot to take him out of like, you're always a killer. Is he trying to say the whole thing? And Boba's like, right, showing that like, no, I mean, yeah, he ends up killing him in the end to show that no, I'm not afraid <laughs> yeah. to do what needs to be done. You're right, exactly. But it's also like I learned something different, and yeah, to take him out with the. I always forget what the name of that stick's called. I feel like we've looked it up every single time. Yeah, we we totally looked it up. The gaffy, <laughs> the gaffy stick. stick that's called. what it is. Gaffy stick. But yeah, yeah like we that totally was looked that up last. One hundred percent the callback on that because that wasn't a clone thing at all. Like that was Boba Fett learned something new. That was brilliant. I thought that was like that fight and the death of Cad Bane. I thought was like almost as poetic as like Darth Maul dying um and then obi-wan like just holding him in his arms like that's that's like the kind of the vibes that i was getting like this is a very epic fight and it was like just very fitting for cad bane to die that way 100 the one uh, i was so this is why i was torn because like i want to see cad bane so much more in live action like ah i want more the thing is though star wars is not like marvel like we can get Star Wars shows from any point in the Star Wars timeline. Um, it's not like Marvel where it's like pretty linear and we're, you know, and obviously that's probably going to change with the whole Loki timeline thing going on in Marvel. But it, 
generally it's pretty linear. Star Wars, we could get a show at any point in the Star Wars timeline. So we could absolutely see more of Cad Bane in live action. Oh, like for that's sure. not off the table. Um, maybe maybe even in Obi-Wan and Ahsoka coming up. Ahsoka, I'm assuming, is like with the timeline. Obi-Wan, I think, is a little bit further back in the timeline. Yeah. It's not like currently in the Mandalorian timeline right now. Um, cause obviously cause Obi-Wan's dead. Right. <laughs> I don't know why I even <laughs> would say that, but, um, but yeah, so spoiler alert, like, we spoiler alert. Yeah. Spoiler alert for that Obi-Wan's for dead. Empire strike back. Yeah. But it does give me some excitement. The fact that they were like, Hey, we're going to give Cad Bane, even though it was only for a couple episodes. So now the, the thought that I've had recently now is I wanted an Obi-Wan and I, I hope they give it an Ahsoka too. Like, you gave us Cad Bane, give us Hondo Anaka. Give us Hondo. We yes. need Hondo now. Oh, my like, gosh. You give us Hondo, that's the icing on the cake. We need Hondo, either in Obi-Wan, Ahsoka, or both. Oh, yes, please. Oh, my gosh. If you guys are, have not watched Clone Wars, you're missing out. Or Rebels. Both of them. Amazing shows. You're missing out on some of the best characters in Star Wars. Not even joking. Hondo Anaka, that's his name, right? Hondo Anaka, yeah. I think is one of the best characters in Star Wars, guys. It's, he's so fun. Um, but yeah, we definitely need to see him in live action at some point, too. So, man, like, so this showdown was epic. And I think this was my favorite um, moment in this episode because I'm going to be completely honest. I do not like. Robert Rodriguez's action scenes like I just this whole episode just felt like like the so the robots get out like the pikes bring these robots in like the the showdown fight scenes um when they're all standing there was pretty cool like fine especially seeing Mando and uh Boba Fett whip out their jetpacks that was and fly around shooting these guys that was a really really cool moment um but then when they when the uh, big like crawler uh, machine gun things come out, <laughs> the people start running, and like they're running for like <laughs> ten minutes down a wide open street away from these crawler things. Like guys, you're from Tatooine. I think you could be a little smarter than this. Like this is a little ridiculous. Come on, you can like. And they just keep running away as this thing is like shooting them. Like it's it all like it's it's that trope to me in movies when somebody's on the train tracks and they run on the train tracks to try to run away from the train like, to run away from the train. Like <laughs> get off the train tracks, get off the train tracks. Then you don't have to worry about running away from the train. But no, they they'll keep running on the road to get away from this thing where it can clearly keep chasing them. So that was lame. Maybe they were uh, trying to confuse that with tactics <laughs> that it wasn't expecting. Yeah. The whole biker gang, like the way the moped, I want to say moped because I don't yeah, like it's calling not them biker. a biker no, gang because that insinuates that they're tough. Yeah, those are they're mopeds. mopeds. The moped gang, uh, they're like cornered by some random civilians uh, <laughs> in another section of town. Like, come on like these guys it's just i don't know i would have no issue if that whole moped squad just got wiped out right there <laughs> they would have not been any loss to me i don't know if it's his um cinematography in these fight scenes i don't know something doesn't do it for me and i think Jarrett mentioned it a couple episodes back like that the the moped chase scene in episode four maybe it seems like they're driving 25 miles per oh, hour. Oh, yeah, that whole... Like, it just seems so slow. That whole scene was so cringe. Right, and this, the action in this episode kind of reminded me of that. Like, it just, it seemed like it was just happening in, like, slow motion somehow. Like, it wasn't in slow motion, but it seemed like it was in slow motion, and it just, I don't know, except for the, like, the parts that we've talked about already, like the Cad Bane, Boba uh, fight was fantastic. Um, the jetpacks, incredible moments. Uh, you know, like, but everything else. And then, you know, we did get the rancor at the end uh, with Boba showing up on top of the rancor. That was sweet. And we kind of, you know, 
we kind of like knew that was coming at some point because like why the heck would he get a rancor and ask the guy to train him to ride him? That's straight up why they teased it. <laughs> and literally after that was teased that one episode, I was like, this needs to be in the finale. Oh, yeah. And that's exactly yeah. what was in the finale. And right. that that was my favorite part. Boba Fett shows up riding a rancor and fights giant robots. It's Isaac. It's a giant monster fighting giant robots. It's it's the it's the coolest thing ever. I know. I thought of you actually. I was like, this is <laughs> this is this is some like total Godzilla versus like you know well, mech type of right, thing. Well, that's kind of my part of it of how that whole scene was shot. And like as I'm sitting here listening to you, how explaining like, oh, it felt like it's slow motion. And why were the people? Like just running down the 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 road, blah, blah blah. Well, to me, from the other side, they shot that like a Godzilla King Kong movie. When Godzilla's coming down the street, people just run down the street. Like that's kind of that <laughs> slow, the lumbering, and you even have that in the mm. end when the Rancor climbs that tower. That's King Kong. Oh yeah. Like the, yeah. he oh, put yeah. so much great... of those homages into from these monster movies, and like that's why I I, I loved it because it felt like you were like, hey, we're gonna incorporate some Godzilla, some King Kong. I mean, I did get those vibes. I just don't like those movies as much as you do. So I just didn't. Right. Didn't that's fair. That's fair. Like, that's why I get like, it's not going to hit. But like for me, I was like, yes, this is fantastic. You're going to get me every <laughs> so time. That's, I'm honestly like, I'm so happy. That's your favorite part. Like, that's, it's just, that it's, totally it's so sense. cool. <laughs> like I, yeah, I, I get, I'm, I'm a simple guy. You can be giant robots fighting giant monsters. <laughs> I'm all in, all all in just, yeah. 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 So we get, we also get Grogu back. Um, He comes back on an X-Wing. RTD2 flies him back. He chose the uh, chain link armor, Beskar armor, which I think it was pretty clear that if Luke was going to give him a choice, he was going to choose the armor and, and Mando like uh, there's Luke at or Grogu had zero attachment to Luke probably didn't even want to get left with him in the first place so like there I don't think there was really a chance that he was going to stay with Luke but you didn't get to talk about this and actually I don't think I did either what did we think about Luke having Yoda's lightsaber at the end of episode six what did you what were your thoughts on that scene I mean, I guess it, it was one of the things you're like, it makes sense because you're kind of bringing Grogu along. Like, I know from like the last episode, Heather talking about how it could, yeah, be setting up kind of like this alternate timeline of things. And it's like, yeah, why does Luke have that lightsaber? How does he have that lightsaber? But it would make sense, especially what we got from Rebels. And we know we're going to get you know, Ezra, we're getting Sabine, like we're getting those people. So like, you're going to have all that in there. So you got to assume kind of all the events that happened in rebels. Like, yeah. Could they have gotten Yoda's lightsaber from somewhere else in the timeline possibly and create, you know, use the force in kind of that ultimate way of changing the whole timeline, even maybe, I, I don't know, but I think it was kind of the, you, you had to do something of giving kind of grew that option of going back to what you had or continue on. So I think it, it, it was good that it was Yoda's lightsaber. I think that was more of the selling point to kind of, here's the fork in the road. Cause I, I don't think it would have had that impact of just like, Oh, here's, just some regular random lightsaber. Like I think it was, there was intentionality behind it. Yeah. It definitely got us as star Wars fans more intrigued and interested than if it were just like a random lightsaber or some other random Jedi object, you know? Um, So that's definitely true. But you touched on something um, that I want to talk about a little bit here. So Mark mentioned in our last episode that he thinks the current Star Wars verse or whatever you want to talk about is an alternate timeline from the sequel trilogy. So this is kind of a theory that's going around because, because of, and he mentions it's because of Yoda's lightsaber actually, because in the comics, which are Canon, they're Disney Marvel um, comics. um, 
Yoda's lightsaber gets destroyed with uh, all of his stuff. So he believes that because of the events of Rebels that you mentioned, uh, they are in an alternate timeline. The sequel trilogy is no longer canon, um, and we're kind of like treading new territory in, in the Star Wars universe. So what are your thoughts on that? And then I'll, I'll kind of get to round it off with mine after, after you share yours. I mean, I feel like just with everything we had with the sequel trilogy, um, it, this is the way you, yeah, this is the way, uh, this is the way you can <laughs> way. Yeah. set stuff up that you don't necessarily delete everything that happened. It, it's kind of like taking that, the playbook, what you had with Marvel of just like, all right, this doesn't necessarily mean that that didn't happen. It's just, now you have an alternate timeline. It's just another, you know, universe multiverse, which we know can happen from rebels. We can have now, it, might it, uh, have different effects of how the timeline works because of the force. Sure. Maybe, I don't know. But if anyone, you know, with Filoni and Favreau, like would come up with, with a way of, Hey, we're not going to just completely like disregard what happened in the, in the sequels, but like we want to have a future of where we're going with this. They would come up with a way that makes sense of doing it. And the most sensical way of doing it is what if there was some change in the timeline somewhere? Or it doesn't even necessarily have to be a huge change, you know. You know, if you want to go butterfly effect with it, because even in Rebels, because when they pulled, because I believe what you had from Rebels, like Ahsoka was supposed to die fighting Darth Vader, Ezra saves and pulls her out. Yeah. So like that's already that already (laughs) broke. Already screwed. That already screwed something up. Right. So now maybe that's the reason why we have Ahsoka when we shouldn't. So maybe that completely changed stuff. Did she go and save Yoda or does that just completely, you know, change everything? So like that's how it makes sense to me that this is some sort of alternate universe or at least someone somewhere changed something and things are, you know, slightly different. Yeah. I definitely could see that. Um, I think I like the way you described it a little bit more than Mark, because Mark was totally leaning into sequels, not canon anymore type of thing. Like he he was thinking like this is whole new territory, or that's the vibe that I got from listening to their episode. Anyways, that this is all new um, that we're that we're treading completely new territory. But I think I think yours sounds a little bit more like uh, doable. Uh, like just little tweaks here and there. Um, you know, maybe there are some things that will be different from the sequel trilogy, but Disney spent way, way too much money on the sequel trilogy to just completely throw them out of the timeline and like totally retcon them. That's why part of me feels like it wouldn't go that route. But even like, even just from this aspect that just kind of like popped in my head, imagine where you have this other split and like, maybe that's why this focus that, you know, we're getting a lot, you know, caught up on Yoda's lightsaber or the best car steel or for Grogu. Like, what if that was the choice? Like what if in this other timeline, like there was another one where Grogu takes the lightsaber stays with Luke. That's why Luke builds his Academy, which then leads us into the sequels and he fails and all that. Whereas now Grogu took the armor Luke decides, hey, I shouldn't make the Academy. Ahsoka starts the Academy. Because remember, when Mandalorian shows up there, Ahsoka was the first one to say, this is going to be a school for learning. That didn't come from Luke. It came from Ahsoka. So, you know, maybe that choice was, you know, to put it in Marvel terms, maybe that was their Nexus event. Yeah. You know, if Grogu, you know, maybe that's how it happens. Grogu (laughs) takes the lightsaber and that becomes the path that we have the sequel trilogy, but he took the, the armor instead. And now it could be an entirely different path, you know? Right. Yeah. So what makes me believe that there's less changes than we probably are, are making it out to be is actually Luke giving Grogu this choice And maybe there's a deeper thing behind it. I don't know. Maybe we're totally overthinking. We're probably overthinking everything here. But that's the fun part of it. So Luke, 
this choice that he gives Grogu and the whole training sequence, honestly, kind of like it, it unsettles me a little bit. Not, not in the sense of like the CGI. So that's like, I think that's totally amazing. Like what they're doing with like the deep fakes, uh, CGI technology, totally on board with that. The thing that unsettled me, but it kind of fit his character was that Luke is like being pretty harsh and like totally like set on rebuilding the Jedi order, which makes sense in his character. But at the same time, man, it's really easy to see how he could go from that, you know, kind of mindset to where they are in the sequel trilogy with the choices that he made and, and, you know, his whole Jedi Academy getting destroyed by Kylo Ren. Like I could totally, totally see that path happening with where Luke is at in episodes five and six. Right. So that was like, that to me was like, Oh man, they're actually like leaning in to the sequel trilogies a little bit. Like, and you know, obviously we as Star Wars fans are very conflicted because the consistency between the sequel trilogies themselves, the movies themselves is like all over the place. But it it seems like they're wanting to and they they do this with all the shows, like with Clone Wars, with Rebels. They fill in the areas that we don't know about that we have questions with with these shows. They fill in those areas instead of like changing them or making it a different story, they make the original story better by making these shows. So, I mean, I I kind of was like, oh, you know what? Like, already then. If they're going to make the sequel trilogies better for me by, you know, adding content in between the lines like they did with the prequel trilogy, if you guys are prequel trilogy haters, watch Clone Wars because it will make the prequel trilogy better for you. It fills in the blanks where we're questioning things in the prequel trilogy. Um, and I think that's the direction that they're heading for the sequel trilogy, honestly. Um, so that was, that was just intriguing to me, but I could totally see where everybody's coming from with this alternate timeline stuff. Like it seems it's something seems off and funky about the timeline. So I could also see that. And we are obviously going to be playing way more into Rebels with Ahsoka coming up later this year. Um, and she, we already know she's looking for Thrawn for some reason, uh, assumingly to get Ezra and, you know, figure out whatever the heck they're going to do next, I guess. So, like, a lot of things coming down the pipeline, which is awesome. All right, back to Episode 7, Zane. What was your final rating of this episode? And then after that, final rating of the Book of Boba Fett the whole entire season. Oh, boy. Um, well, now that we're just... I initially said six, but then I just was thinking about the, the mod squad again. <laughs> it just annoyed me. Mod so squad, I like I'm gonna, that. <laughs> I'm going to drop seven to a 5.5. As much as the whole Boba Fett riding a Rancor, like I, I'll 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 be I'll, I'll go five point five, um, and I think I'll stick with that for this series as a whole as five point five. The yeah. It, yeah, you have that kind of the slow the lore building in those first couple episodes, and then it just kind of takes off in the back. But like I, it, it there's enough of what they did kind of with the whole the mods and like how we kind of talked about the gripes we had with it that I can't give the whole series in total as a six, but I definitely wouldn't be fair anything under five. Cause it's like, we got Cad Bane. We had, mm. you know, the cool showdowns. We had everything that we had with the Mandalorian. We had Boba Fett riding a Rancor. <laughs> like, You're making a really good case for me to up my score right now because I'm, <laughs> like, I'm like the, thinking about the it. The addition of Cad Bane alone holds so much weight for me. That's why I like, I have to, You're I don't totally right. think I can go lower than 5.5 as the show as a whole, even though he's only in like the two episodes. Like he is a, a beloved character of mine. Like he's a top five Star Wars character. 
of all time. And the fact that we got him in live action, that it was the culmination of what you'd want it to be, the finishing of his story of everything that ties with Boba Fett. Like it's a 5.5 less because of Boba Fett and more because of Cad Bane. (laughs) But like, I just, I can't, I can't go lower because Cad Bane literally just hauls that score up. You're making really good arguments, Zane. That it's making me, it's making me rethink my <laughs> final score here. But again, so but again, last, because of that point five, yeah, right. Th- that, that mod squad, you're you're, you're killing yeah, the it. Mod squad, man, you guys suck. <laughs> they're br- they're bringing it down. Okay, so for the last episode of Book of Boba Fett, ah, man, I'm gonna be honest. This is my least favorite episode in this whole show. The great, brilliant moments did not bring it up for me like it it brought it up enough like i think it's still a good episode it's a it's a fine finale like i was after the hype of episodes five and six where after i got done watching them i literally texted you i was like right (laughs) i need to talk about this right now right (laughs) like i i was so excited about those episodes especially after that cad bane reveal (laughs) like oh dude oh Oh, my gosh after the cad bane one i was like zane watch this right now and get back to me asap like i need to talk about this like i was i was so pumped about it but anyways um yeah this episode just didn't make me really really excited about star wars in general which is sad because those those episodes five and six are so hype they're really up there so i have to bump this one down to a 4.5 it's which is still in my eyes solid yeah that's fair again great 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 moments um but just overall just didn't do it for me and the show itself i have to go with a 4.5 as well. Like it was a good, good for like a star Wars fan. It was fantastic. I could just see the casual fan or, or just a critical, uh, star Wars fan, which (laughs) there's plenty of those out there. Um, watching this show and just with the, the not, it's not being cohesive as a show. Like the Mandalorian flows so well. You know what I mean? Like it goes from episode to episode. It's 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 episodic and serial in nature, right? Like this was just disjointed as a show. Um, episodes five and six didn't even have Boba Fett in it. Like it was it was wild, and those are my favorite episodes in the season. That doesn't bother me though. Like I, I the Boba Fett thing, that's fine. Like I I loved his character. Tamira Morrison did a great job. Um, I didn't care that much that he wasn't in those episodes. Right. Because they were amazing episodes. But this whole show just is not cohesive. Um, The Star Wars lore for me brings it up a lot. Um, And I know Jared actually like trashed the first four episodes. He gave them like twos out of sixes. And I'm not there. Like I enjoyed those first four episodes. Uh, but overall, as a show, I, I think I rated each of the episodes higher than I rate this entire show, just because it, right. as a show, it doesn't really work. It's and I said this in a previous um, episode. This is a filler show. Like this is a show to keep Star Wars fans happy for the next show. Yeah, I can understand get a filler. I would not as much of a filler show. Because I, to me, a filler show would be more of a, hey, here's just seven episodes of just, you know, just kind of like whatever, just to kill time. Like, so much of stuff, right. what happened in Boba Fett, sets up for the future. Like, it, 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 it it's more of like an engine. Yeah, it's, right. it's, it's disjointed. It's not a complete filler. It's disjointed. Um, it's not- it doesn't always necessarily, like, come across how you'd want it. But, like, it sets it kind of is that engine of driving like, all right, we're still propelling stuff to the future. Like we still got bits from Ahsoka, Mandalorian, Grogu, Boba, like it, and it had enough of the stuff that, Hey, we're setting stuff up from the future, but we're also resolving stuff from the past and giving that nostalgia. Like we're bringing in Cad Bane. We're going to, you know, revisit the pod racing scene. We're going to, you know, bring in, you know, the new ship for Mandalorian is an old Naboo cruiser, we have, you know, a BD1 appearance. Like, there's so much that you had from 
nostalgia and also what's going forward. But yeah, it's disjointed. It doesn't necessarily flow the greatest, but like it's it it had enough that here's props to the past and here's what we're building kind of in the future. Maybe not you want one more or the other, but it did it did not flow as good as it probably could have, but at the same time with the premise of the show I mean, I suppose you could have made it flow better. <laughs> Again, if you got if you got rid of the mod squad, <laughs> see the <laughs> right. If the, I think they could have made it, and we talk about this, you know, ad nauseum with the Marvel shows, like they they've stuck to this formula now after WandaVision and Falcon and Winter Soldier of six episodes per show, which, I mean, we've talked about it so much. It's it's really tough to develop your characters in six episodes. Um, and uh, I don't, I don't want to say they, they needed more episodes in this, but they could have used one more to part of me is stretch out some of this. I don't know. I part don't know, of me is almost feeling the other way instead of seven episodes. They definitely, see, you could have broke this down. The first four episodes of giving Boba's backstory of all that stuff. You could have done that in an episode given us the yes. two Mandalorian episodes and given this, this, the finale, like you could have cut this down and gave those parts and it still would have had the same effect. What you could have done is you're, you're absolutely right. So those first four episodes, you absolutely could have shortened. You could have compressed down. that down. You could have, I don't know, man, like what I wanted in this show is some way to connect Boba's past and his present and uh, they kind of did a little bit, but it just it didn't do it enough for me to make it like a Boba Fett show. Well, I think I think they did it. It's just they spread it out enough that it was so like in the beginning, obviously, you had the big question like, oh, my goodness, how do you get out of the Sarlacc pit? OK, that was one big part of the Boba Fett connection. And then everything with the back to saying and then you, and then to kind of explain, OK, how did he survive once he got out of the Sarlacc pit? Okay, but then you kind of got this drawn out, okay, and then all this side story of fighting this and all this happened with the spice trade, and then you come to this other part on the other end, which ties it in with Cad Bane, which is a huge part of Boba Fett's story. But it's like those were kind of the sandwiched, you know, ends, and you just didn't have quite enough in the middle. Maybe I just wanted more Cad Bane. Maybe that's why I wanted I I don't think you can ever go wrong with more Cad Bane. Just one episode of Cad Bane and what he's been up to in the past, like, 40 years. (laughs) Right, right. Well, see, and even honestly, too, like, how they have it with the the syndicate. Oh, they framed those bikers. Do you know how much cooler if they would give us an episode where if it was Cad Bane that killed all those Tusken Raiders? That would have been so much cooler. That would have been so much cooler if it was Cad Bane that took those guys out. Yeah. Yeah. Missed opportunity. So they made but. some choices. Um, I think Filoni has the overall vision and direction of the show. Robert Rodriguez, I I don't know. Like, I didn't love the things that he was doing in this show. Uh, Bryce Dallas Howard did a fantastic job with that episode five. Uh, I, from what I understand, Favreau wrote the show. Like, he wrote the script. So, And the script wasn't terrible. Like, it was fine. But... I don't know, dude. I think it was the direction. So I don't like, I'm not, I'm just not crazy about the choices that they decided to make in the show, but still really, really rich star Wars lore, some really awesome moments in this, in this whole entire show. Like almost every episode has a moment that was just like a really, really, really cool moment. So really loved it. So I'd say 4.5 for this episode, 4.5 for the whole show. Which I I don't think is a is a bad score. I, I think that's I think that's pretty solid. That four point five anything above a four is rewatchable in my that's opinion. That's fair. Yeah, for sure. So like I I would definitely rewatch this one. Um, I think where I get hung up on the rating system is I play the comparison game a lot, and when I stack this show up to the Mandalorian, it just doesn't. It doesn't hold up, you know? That's fair. I, I think f- for me, looking back on it, is, like, doing like doing a rewatch of this show, it's one of those things where you'll watch through the whole thing, you know, once, but then multiple times through the year, you're going to go back and just rewatch those last three episodes 
Like you'll rewatch that multiple times, but you don't want to go through true. the slog of the first four. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely true. I'll probably rewatch five, six. Like and you'll seven occasionally sure, yeah. maybe watch that, but it's really for the setting point. Just for the, Cad Bane. Right, honestly. exactly. And that's why, those. like I said, that's why I have it so high because of Cad Bane. I will literally go back and rewatch those episodes because of Cad Bane. <laughs> I finished that episode at, with, with the, the Cad Bane reveal at work and I came home and watched that episode again because it's like, it's Cad <laughs> yes. Bane. Like, I will rewatch those episodes over and over. We absolutely need him in more live action stuff, though. Right. That's fantastic. All right, so here we go, Zane. Any, b- before we close it out here, anything you want to say about Book of Boba Fett, Episode 7, entire show? Anything else you want to hit on? Well, the thing that just popped in my mind, uh, how long do you think it's going to take before we get a Funko Pop of Boba Fett riding the Rancor? Because, that, oh, because that's going in the collection. Yes, please. That is immediately oh a must-buy. That would be amazing. Oh, it's coming. It's it has to be. be coming, it has dude. to be. That's like, amazing. Robbie I just need, pooped his pants. Right, literally. I'm like, he doesn't I even like it. Star Wars, but he still pooped his pants there. I need it. <laughs> That's amazing. Yes, I I am fully on board with that. Fully endorse uh, Rancor with Boba Fett riding Funko Pop. <laughs> awesome. All right, um, Zane, we're going to do something. Obi-Wan is the next show coming up. Uh, it's supposed to be dropping in May, so probably May the 4th. I would assume we'll probably right, get the yeah. first episode. It's a good bet. Um, Zane, one thing I want from you. What obscure random Star Wars character do you think we're going to see in the Obi-Wan show? Well, I mean, like I kind of already hinted it. I, it's it's got to be Hondo. Like, not, <laughs> that would be not that it's dude. Not that, he, that he's obscure, but like you – in never in a million years did I think we were going to get Cad Bane in a Boba Fett show. So it would only make be make sense and be super fitting that Hondo shows up in an Obi-Wan show. Like just the way those two played off with each other, the way the relationship they had in Clone Wars, like that would be the most fitting thing. Like he needs to show up in Obi-Wan and, and then pour that over into Ahsoka uh, like that because it had enough of that ties with Ahsoka too but it, like I attribute Hondo so much with Obi-Wan like almost as much as what I would attribute um Darth Maul even because it's like those two characters are such a have such those ties with them so I think like yeah we, we need we need both those we need Darth Maul and we need Hondo in the Obi-Wan show yeah dude I'm absolutely 100% on board with that Hondo Anaka, please give it to me. Um, I think it's safe to assume we'll probably see Darth Maul and I don't like it's, he's gotta be, he's such a part of Obi-Wan's story. Uh, we're probably going to see Darth Maul and Jared actually mentioned in one of the last episodes, he doesn't want to see Darth Maul ever again because he's been so rehashed and, and just, (laughs) he's been so, but like, like he hasn't used in the Star Wars universe, but he uh, has. not And it's all it's all like Clone Wars is really the only big one that he's been in. Like he's a little bit. A little See, th- bit this is not much. This is where I'm going to disagree on that, because the difference of why Darth Maul is so key to everything is because Darth Maul is to the Sith. What Ahsoka is to the Jedi. Ahsoka fell away from the Jedi because she realized their principles were more about the Jedi and that's why she got pushed away. And that's what Darth Maul realizes too, that the Sith were just out to use him, that the Sith didn't have the answer either. It's like they're, they're counterparts to the same thing that happened. And like just that combination is very cool to see as you're watching Clone Wars, um, especially then as you get into the, that final season to see that and see those characters make that realization that, we're on opposite sides of the coin, but we're kind of in the same spot and we've kind of learned the same lessons. Yes. Thank you, Zane. I, sorry, I have a (laughs) child invading my room right now. So, um, well, Zane, I think that's a great way to cap it off. Darth Maul, Hondo Anaka in Obi-Wan. That's our call because we, we called one earlier in the show. We got to, got to make a call for, we're on a roll. You know, we called Cad Bane. Let's put our stamp on it. We're calling it. Yeah. Yeah, let's keep it rolling. Keep it rolling. Awesome. 
Well, Zane, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. It has been a pleasure absolutely. having you on. Always a fun time. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and I am Isaac Ebland. Make sure you guys check out all the previous reviews of uh, the Book of Boba Fett that we have. Um, we also have a Peacemaker review last uh, last episode and a Jackass review uh, kind of mind-boggling that we have Jackass uh, <laughs> review on our podcast, but we do for those of you who are uh, fans of that. So make sure you check out the Infinity Bros podcast uh, on any major podcast platform, wherever you're listening, however you're listening. Thank you so much for making us a part of your day. We love you 3000. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Infinity Bros podcast. You can find the Infinity Bros on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at the Infinity Bros. Feel free to send listener feedback via email at infinitybrospodcast at gmail.com. <laughs>